Welcome to the Keto Lifestyle Podcast, hosted by nutritional coach Jessica Tai, where we are dedicated to promoting health and overall well being through nutrition, specifically the ketogenic diet. We will provide you with all the latest science in nutrition, interviews with experts in the health and wellness field, and answer all your burning questions so you can find optimal health. This podcast is not intended to be used as medical advice and is to be used for informational purposes only. Please contact your doctor with any and all medical questions. Now here's Jessica. Hello, friends, and welcome to this episode of the Keto Lifestyle Podcast. I am your host, Jessica Tai, and excited as always to be here with you guys today. So I am recording this um, outside, so I hope the recording comes out okay. I'm trying to get outside as much as I can as all of us or most of us around the country and many parts of the world, we are um, on this uh, kind of lockdown at our homes. So it's super important to be getting outside as much as we can and getting into the fresh air and um, just being able to enjoy uh, the fresh air and the sunshine as much as we can. There's not a lot of sun today that uh, that is visible, but I know that even though I can't see it, I'm still getting those rays. My eyes are still um, accepting those signals from the sunlight, which is really good at helping to set your circadian rhythm and help you be able to produce the hormones you need to be producing when you need to be producing them, um, including the feel good feel good hormones. Our you know our endorphins, um, things like our um, um, uh, serotonin and GABA and oxytocin and all those awesome feel-good hormones. Um, so sitting outside trying to take in as much of this sunlight and fresh air as I can today. So I hope that you guys are trying to do some of that as well and are getting outside as much as you can during this um, time and just trying to enjoy as much of that as you can. Don't lock yourselves away in your house like hermits. Um, that's a recipe for uh, for sure depression and anxiety and those types of things. So um, try to make sure you're getting out as much as you can and enjoying as much of the fresh air as you can. We've been trying to take a lot of walks around the property. We've got um, about a mile of trails. Um, so we've been trying to get out and do as much of that as we can. I've been trying to do as many chores around the farm as I can, just things to get me outside. And I think this bird is really upset that I'm here. She's sitting right over my head, <laughs> chirping at me. She's got a nest. So man, she's loud. Anyway, we'll see how this picks up on the recording. Um, but uh, today, I just want to get right into the interview that I have for you. I have an awesome guest, uh, Dr. Annika Becca, and I want to be able to just get into this for you guys. And so without further ado, I'm just going to go ahead and introduce her and let you guys listen to this awesome interview. So uh, Dr. Anna is an Emory University trained and triple board certified in gynecology and obstetrics and in integrative medicine and anti-aging and regenerative medicine. She is the author of the best-selling book the Hormone Fix, a diet and holistic lifestyle program for menopausal women, and her new release, Keto Green 16, is designed for improving energy hormones and rapid weight loss. We are going to talk about a little bit about both in today's episode. Dr. Kebeka has reached hundreds of thousands of women around the globe, inspiring them to reclaim their optimal health and realize they can journey through menopause and find more purpose and pleasure than they ever dreamed possible. In addition to her regular 
regular speaking engagements. She's lectured internationally, presented at seminars, written best-selling books, and hosts her own podcast, Couch Talk, where she also feature. She's also been featured on NBC, CBS, ABC, The Huffington Post, Style, and has had multiple expert appearances on the Wellness Mama podcast. Dr. Kabeca is the recipient of an Impact Award for Innovation from the 2018 Mindshare Summit. She has also received the 2017 Alan P. Mintz Award for Clinical Experience in Age Management Medicine. So, um, and I will put a bunch of information in the show notes so that you can get all of the, where, how you can find her, how you can um, get more information on her books and websites and programs. She's got all kinds of really awesome things that she offers and um, is offering to you guys as listeners. So again, you can check all of that out in the show notes. So without further ado, let's introduce Dr. Anna. Welcome to the Keto Lifestyle Podcast, Dr. Anna Kabeca. How are you, Dr. Anna? It is a thrill to be here with you, Jessica. I'm doing just great. That's awesome. So I am so happy to have you on here and to share you with uh, my listeners and uh, those watching this YouTube video, which will be out there. So um, can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and uh, just let them get to know you? Oh, yeah. Well, thank you. I actually live in St. Simons Island, Georgia, which is a small island off the coast of Georgia below Savannah and above Jacksonville, Florida. So um, I came here actually as a National Health Service Corps scholar. I had grown up in a small town in Pennsylvania and I was uh, dream- I dreamed of being a doctor. I knew that women's health and women in medicine were a scarcity as well as research in women. And I definitely wanted to fill that gap. And so that led me into medicine, into the National Health Service Corps. And then here in St. Simons Island, Georgia, where I had a solo practice for Oh my gosh, over 15 years. And it has been quite a a learning opportunity to be able to be really creative in how to empower women to heal their body, take charge of their health, and that it comes more, it's it's more than about a prescription pad and a knife, a surgical procedure. It has a lot more to do with being the CEO of our health, being the CEO of our bodies. And as much as I've known as a, as a gynecologist and obstetrician and then additional board certification and trainings, I recognize that it takes more than hormones to fix our hormones. And that led me to write my books, The Hormone Fix, and now Keto Green 16, being 53 with a, a, a 12-year-old, a child, I was diagnosed with infertility, Jessica, when I was 39 and early uh, premature menopause. And so I've had a journey in healing my own body to then have a healthy baby at age 41 and reverse menopause. And so really am passionate about our body's capacity to heal itself and giving us the right tools in order to do that. And it takes more than hormones to fix our hormones. Yeah, it does. That's awesome. Well, I love that you are, I think oftentimes we think, um, well, a doctor, especially uh, you're a triple board certified doctor, correct? Yes. So a lot of times we hear that and we think, okay, great. So what, what pill are they going to prescribe? What procedure are they going to tell me I need to have done? And I love that you are very much not of that mindset at all. You really um, have gone after the education to get to know what we need as far as nutrition and other lifestyle. Um, What has kind of driven you over the years to do that instead of just kind of following the same old, same old? 
Really, it was it was my journey. I needed answers because at 39, when I was diagnosed with infertility and menopause, and even before, my mom passed away undergoing her second heart surgery at when she was 67 years old, and way too young. And she had been struggling for 15 years. Had her first heart surgery at 52, younger than I am now. And I, I just had grown up with this and thinking, okay, there's got to be a better way. I mean, what's the missing piece? I need to learn it. And so when I had that diagnosis, when I was 39, I, I had to find a solution because my doctor's bag was empty. So mm -hmm. literally I traveled around the world. I took a sabbatical from my medical practice for a year and I traveled around the world. And I did not discriminate on healing modalities. I did not discriminate on specialty avenues, right? Like certain times in America with our medical training, it's like, okay, well, the internal medicine gets this piece. The neurologist gets this piece. The cardiologist gets this piece. And everyone's so singularly focused. Now, as an obstetrician gynecologist, we get all of you, especially when you have a baby, right? We do get all of you. And I took that to heart being in practice in a small town. I was often the end-all be-all for these patients, and I was the only bilingual doctor, female doctor at that time, and obstetrician. And so, you know, clients didn't have anywhere else to go. I had to find answers for them. I had to find answers for me when my doctor's bag was empty. So I didn't discriminate, and I listened. I learned what works for me and what doesn't work for me. And hmm, let's see, would that work for you too? And lo and behold, as I started implementing the work that I um, uh, the experiences and lifestyle hacks and nutritional and um, functional hacks that I used for myself and use them with other clients. This uh, it really changed my practice. I mean, we went from doing two to three surgeries a week to mm -hmm. two to three major surgeries a year. Our bodies have a tremendous capacity to heal. And if we can keep all the organs God gave us even better. Mm -hmm. Oh man, I couldn't agree more with that. That That's a... I love that. I love hearing that, um, that because I feel like so often you hear people go in, they have something going on and the doctors are so quick to just say, well, you don't need that organ. Just go ahead and take it out. You'll be fine. And that is a, that's a real big problem. I know, especially with women, um, in getting, you know, our female organs taken out, um, much too early. Right. So right. absolutely. I always said, you know, how many penisectomies have you heard happening, right? <laughs> yes. Not so much. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you were, um, so this led you to, you know, you're exploring, you're trying to figure out all these other modalities, which I think would have been probably very interesting, um, traveling around and learning all of these things. So, um, so obviously at some point you became very enamored with nutrition and understanding or realizing that, Hey, I think this nutrition has a lot to do with what's going on. Um, probably with a lot of things, I'm assuming that you probably were looking at that and thinking, wow, even with your mom's health and, and, um, things that could have been done that perhaps weren't told to her, um, yes. in those, in those times. So it probably really kind of propelled you forward in that, I'm assuming. Absolutely. I mean, my mom was following the American Diabetic Association diet. Mm. It took her down, right? Yeah. And so, so that was eye-opening for me because I had to understand what was different in her health versus, I mean, we're immigrants. To, she was an immigrant to this country. I was born here. But her brothers and sisters who stayed in their native land, I mean, they're, they're still alive, right? She's now passed away 22 years ago. And our other brothers that came here also 
died earlier than their siblings that stayed in a worn, torn area of the world. So it made me, I, I've had this perspective like, okay, well, what's going on here? Well, for my mom's case, she was on 11 prescription medications when she oh, wow. died. I knew I wasn't going to do that to anyone, let alone to myself as part of my own journey. But I mentioned that I reversed menopause when I was 39. Well, then at 48, I still had, and I talk about this in my books and the hormone fix and, and my new book, Keto Green 16. I really wanted to get Keto Green 16 out. Now, really, everyone needs the hormone fix. I promise you, you will love it. It is my I manifesto. Have that book, and I recommend that book to so many clients. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, it just, it is that information I want every person to have. I didn't have this information. I had to find it and I had to create it and I had to put it in a way that we can all follow and understand what's happening to my body, what's happening to my mind. Well, and at age 48, I was going downhill again, you know, to share a little bit more about my story. When, um, we, when I was 39, uh, we had a tragic accident in our family and a, a significant trauma and, you know, was definitely affected through for, of course, everyone in our family was affected. And um, as part of that learning, not just to heal the body, but to heal the mind and the spirit and do the soul work that I needed to do was really, really critical. But as I continued on in this journey, I was able to heal my physical body, but yet there was a component of underlying trauma, PTSD, that was continuing to run. And when we hit this perimenopause, menopausal time period, those of us who have had post-traumatic stress, have had adverse childhood experiences, have had, have chronic everyday stress, we do this transition poorly. We have more symptoms as a rule, more anxiety, more depression, more brain fog, more hot flashes, I mean, just name it, we have these symptoms. Well, that was happening to me. And I, and I experienced, Jessica, what so many of your clients will tell you, and, and my patients told me, my patients would come in and say, Dr. Anna, I'm, I'm gaining 5, 10, 20 pounds, and I'm not doing anything different. And I'd be like, yeah, sure, you're not, right? Like, how is that possible, right? Well, that was me at age 48. I lost and kept off 80 pounds. I'd been well over 240 pounds at one point in my life and kept this off and I wasn't doing anything different. So why that weight gain? It was very interesting and terrorizing, right? Because if anyone listening has lost a significant amount of weight and all of a sudden it starts creeping back on, you're like, it's not gonna stop till I'm over 300 pounds. I mean, what's, what's happening here? And that's how it was for me. And so I immediately started doing very low carb, very keto, following the keto approach because I've used it in patients with seizures including one of my own children with seizures. And I've used it in women with, you know, other neurologic issues as well as candida yeast. And mm -hmm. so I just didn't feel good. And I recalled my perimenopausal patients, many of them going keto. So now I hit a wall, I don't feel good on it. Well, I experienced, because I was always very functional at this point, I experience what I call keto crazy, <laughs> irritability, <laughs> agitation, and you can't do that as a, for me at that time, a single mom, both mom and dad to my kids, because my ex-husband at this point had a traumatic brain injury. So again, trauma on trauma on trauma. And, um, and I knew I had to, I had to fix this fast. I mean, I can, I, you know, I lost a couple pounds right away, but 
I couldn't stand the side effects, had to understand what's happening, Jessica. And that brought me back into my functional medicine training where I looked at, okay, we got to just, you know, just check your urine pH. How alkaline are you? What's going on? And I was as acidic as the urine test strips would read, right? And so I just started implementing more of the greens that I talk about, the alkalinizers, the low carbohydrate, dark leafy greens and alkalinizing vegetables, as well as increasing the amount of, of Mighty Maca Plus is what I use, Mighty Maca Plus every day, apple cider vinegar, lemon, adding in some baking soda even, just to really start shifting my physiology so that I could see a more alkaline urine pH. And one thing I noticed, Jessica, so that shift me into my whole keto green approach because within weeks, I lost the 20 pounds that I'd gained. I felt better. I have what I call energized enlightenment, clarity, the brain fog lifted. I had my memory back that I felt I was losing and, and just reversed all of those symptoms. And I had this piece that surpasses all understanding. We talk about that in the Bible, the piece that surpasses all understanding man, I had that piece and nothing else had changed. I still had, you know, three girls in my house, one in elementary, one in middle, one in high school. That still was chaotic, but I had this piece, lost the weight, felt better. And I, and I recognized too, Jessica, this is why I think it's so important to understand. It's not just about what we eat. That's a part of it, but it's not just about what we eat. So the mornings I would walk on the beach or go for, do my gratitude journaling, I would have more alkaline urine pH all day. And come to find out, because I have to understand why this is, cortisol increases urine acidity. So that is just, that makes sense. So we can use our urine pH and ketones, honestly, as a barometer for how well we're doing mm -hmm. and identify things that are working for us and working against us. So at that point, when I was 48 and I started seeing the, the scale rise, I was like, you know, not myself, brain fog, irritability, all that good stuff, shifting that into what I call now my keto green approach, that just has shifted anything. From that point, I couldn't even have imagined being how I was going to, you know, continue my career, let alone write two books, develop two online programs, and, and um, you know, and be at this in the best relationships in my entire life, especially with my children. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I definitely advocate. I've always advocated, not for the same reasons that you're saying. I never really thought about it that way, but I've always advocated, especially for women that we don't cut the car, the, the carbs out of the veggies, like telling, you know, people say, well, I'm, you know, I'm doing that, you know, I want to be keto and I'm eating this way, but I realize I can't really have veggies because those are carbohydrates. And I'm, and I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I want you to eat your vegetables. This is so super important um, for women, I find especially. And what you're saying is making sense. <clears throat> is perhaps that is part of the reason why I've always seen women do better, incorporating lots of leafy greens specifically into their keto diet. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why we created the keto calc, because for my keto calculator, um, you can adjust it. I mean, it's adjusted based on your um, your height, your weight, your, so you basically your BMI and also your activity level. And if you want to gain weight or lose weight, but you can see, okay, how does this look like for you in a day? What does keto green in a day look like for you based on your, you know, gestalt of your total caloric intake and your macros broken down into visuals of here's some recipes. Here's a keto green day for you. 
That's great. Cause that's a lot of people have a really hard time figuring that out. That might be one of the most requested things I get is, can you just tell me exactly what to eat every day? Just, just give me a, a lineup, give me the recipes. We should just send somebody to my house to make it all for me. Oh, please sign me up for that too. <laughs> me too. Um, Cause that can be the hard part is just figuring out, like we can, we can hear somebody say to us, okay, eat, the, the, here's your macro breakdown, but then actually knowing what foods fit into that, that can be, that can be kind of challenging for people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking at um, some of the, some of kind of the questions that I had for you and some things that I wanted um, kind of for you to talk about. Um, you were kind of touching on that neuroendocrine um, connection, how um, it's so important that we are making sure that we really are fueling our brains well um, so that our hormones are functioning properly and kind of really vice versa that our hormones are functioning properly so that we are fueling our brains right and we're not getting these things like the migraines and mood swings and um you know i use call it keto crazy um i just say i get mean (laughs) (laughs) my kids will tell you that i'm much much quicker to you know to kind of fly off the handle or get upset over something that's not really that big of a deal that maybe wouldn't normally upset me so kind of can you explain a little bit more about how how that that works and why what we're feeling our body with really does affect our brains and and how our yes. to function yeah and this is really what i'm passionate about and that's why with keto green 16 i really pushed the program a bit more and again simplifying it too but um we as we as we get older you know first of all our brain uses glucose for fuel on preference right that's the quick fix going to use glucose for fuel and in our standard american diet it's always we're always using it but that ability for our brain to use glucose for fuel is an estrogen dependent phenomenon which is fascinating now men to have 10 to, like i think it's like six times more circulating estrogen in their brain than women because they're not depending on their ovaries for the production of estrogen we are a large part and as our ovarian function declines as we um, hit 35 40 our ovarian function is declining Mm -hmm. and we get a a steep dip of progesterone which is the precursor hormone to our steroid hormones like cortisol then down the line estrogen and testosterone Mm -hmm. so you can imagine here we need progesterone progesterone is going to make be used to make cortisol right and we also have to have dhea which is from our adrenal glands predominantly and so that is needed to produce our estrogen and testosterone too so if we're stressed we're really plummeting our estrogen our hormone levels mm-hmm. in our reproductive hormone levels from you know optimal levels to substandard levels and i really believe progesterone plays a big role in this we just don't have enough of that research yet but when we look at the curves, like how our brain is using glucose for fuel, when we hit this perimenopausal time period, it is significantly starving. <clears throat> so we have to shift, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> we have to shift from using glucose for fuel for our brains to ketones for fuel. So think of glucose as gasoline and ketones as jet fuel. So it's even better, right? It's even better for our brains. And that's why I want people to get into this keto green, this keto green combination. And I've lectured Jessica for large keto audiences. And I'll ask how many people are keto and, you know, the entire room will 
raise their hands and then I'll ask them how many of you test either blood or urine or breath testing for ketones. There's three different ways we can test and maybe 10% of the room will raise their hand. We have to test, otherwise we're not doing it right. We can just, I do it myself. I've been doing this for a long time and yet, you know, I still have to periodically test and, and make sure, okay, am I keto green? I like to flip um, to, um, you know, I like the flexibility. I like to flow into and out of ketosis. Mm -hmm. So I like to stay there about, you know, 80% of the time. Sometimes it's more like 60% of the time, mm -hmm. but 80% of the time. And we do that not just through high fat meals. We do it through intermittent fasting, no more snacking and, cre and creating insulin sensitivity, which definitely lowers and reduces inflammation. We feel more energized. We feel more clear. We feel more fluid. We have the you know, interest in doing things that have probably been our to-do list for a long time. And now we just start checking off those things. Yeah. So that is something that I talk about all the time with my clients when they're coming to this lifestyle for the first time is trying to help them understand that um, not snacking and keeping the insulin levels down is really ideal. Can you talk a little bit about um, the connection between um, cortisol and, and how that can affect your insulin levels, your blood sugar levels, and therefore your insulin levels, and just kind of how that whole interplay is between cortisol and insulin and, and why people even need to be worried about not snacking or not raising insulin. Oh my gosh. So in insulin, that is probably our biggest marker of disease right now. Mm -hmm. we, we know that as we become more, we just naturally become more insulin resistant, resistant as we get older. So that happens to us naturally, unfortunately. And so we have to do the lifestyle habits and hacks that make a difference. So dietarily cut out you know, stay very low carb, cut out the sugars, you know, I will say sugar is a toxic boyfriend. Mm -hmm. So you got to break up with him for good, because mm -hmm. he's not good for you. And so that's how I, I look at sugar for the most part, right. And, um, and so when we are looking at when we have stress in our life, we're going to increase our cortisol, and cortisol stimulates glucose release. Mm -hmm. And then we have to get insulin on board to bring that glucose down. Now, one thing I've done in, in my book in Keto Green 16, I use the I use the Freestyle Libre, which is a 14 day blood sugar monitor. It actually measures the inter interstitial sugar in in your tissue, and so we get an idea of what's going on. So it was really aha for me. There were some aha moments here. You know, we know that coffee shouldn't take you out of ketosis. But what I was finding out that I'd wake up in ketosis, still be fasting, have a cup of coffee, and I'd be out of ketosis. And I'd be like, what's going on? And I started doing the 24, you know, the 14 day blood sugar monitoring. Well, when I get up in the morning and I do my meditation, I do my gratitude journaling, all's good. When I get up in the morning, I have my black coffee and I'm out the door. My blood sugar raises 20 to 30, sometimes more, wow. you know, 20 to 30 points or more. So that is just because of the, the, the caffeine stimulating glucose release. Mm -hmm. And so that's fascinating to me is how, how this can happen to our body. So if we're not testing, we're just guessing and we need to fine tune it for us. So this morning, for instance, I woke up, I had an herbal tea um, and I had my greens first thing in the morning, did my gratitude journaling. I'm trying to make it through the Bible this year. So doing it with a small group mm -hmm. and, um, 
And, and that just, my physiology is better. Like the day is better when I start the day that way and then break fast with a good keto green meal. But when we are constantly pushing out cortisol, pushing out or, or stress, like we don't, like we don't have to take in sugar to rise our, to raise our glucose. We really don't. So that's critical to understand. So we have to do these lifestyle habits and, and nourish our body in a way that that uh, reduces reduces cortisol and cortisol will create acidity actually because cortisol affects our kidneys our renal tubules by secreting hydrogen ions which is a measure of you know ph we're measuring the hydrogen ions um, in our essentially in our urine so the more acid acidic we are the associated i would say acidity is like a city like new york city think of you know, high industry, and it's a pretty inflammatory. And alkalinity is like the Amazon. Think of, you know, the Brazilian Amazon jungle and waterfall in the background, lush greenery all around and beautiful flowers. I mean, it's really kind of relaxing just thinking about that. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so, you know, alkalinity is that and we know from research, this many research articles, and I publish them in my book too, reference them, that the urine pH 6.5, 7, 7.5, in that range, when we're able to maintain that, we have better bones, we have decreased risk of diabetes, high blood pressure, and other metabolic syndrome. And that's important to understand because it's not, again, just about what we eat. It's about you know, how we're living, what stress is in our life, or, you know, and it can show us so much more and help us guide our journey even better. But we have to create that insulin sensitivity so that we decrease our inflammation and protect our brain, protect our bones, protect our, you know, every, every part of our body. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think that's really great. I, I work really hard on trying to get people to understand the stress component and um, that you can't just, it can't just be about what you're eating um, or what you're not eating. It, you really have got to focus on trying to manage that stress. And I am also trying to get through the Bible this year. Um, got a little group going and we try to- Oh, awesome. <laughs> so I do it on the, um, on the, the Bible app, the um, version. I don't, don't know if you're familiar with that, but it's pretty cool. You can actually link to other people and- so. Oh, that's awesome. I'm going to have to look at that one. What's it called? It's you? called the U version, Y-O-U. Y-O-U, okay. Yeah, and it's just a little app, and you can um, invite friends that are on there, too, to join it with you, and it actually will step you through um, the Bible in a year. You can set up a, pro a plan to do that, and so we've done that, and then depending on what, um, not all of the versions will allow you to do it, but depending on what version of the Bible you're reading, um, you can just hit the play button and it'll read it to you. So that's usually what I do. So I will have it read it to me when I'm in the sauna or the shower or whatever, you know, trying getting ready in the morning. And so you can, I have to admit that I miss days quite often. And so that I'm trying to catch up on like two, three, four days at once. And it's really nice to just have it read it to you. Oh, that's great. I'm going to download that for yeah, sure. Cause awesome. I, I'm a little behind my group too. <laughs> I am too. I am too. Um, okay. So I wanted to um, touch a little bit on, um, you were talking about intermittent fasting. You mentioned intermittent fasting. Um, so whether um, someone is calling that intermittent fasting or they refer to it sometimes as like a feeding window. Um, can you talk a little bit about that and what do you recommend? What do you think works really well for women? Yeah. So I, women work 
well by stopping dinner between 6 to 7 a.m. or finishing dinner by at least 6 to 7 p.m. Sorry, mm -hmm. finishing dinner by 6 to 7 p.m. And then I, in Keto Green 16, I have you work up to a 16-hour fast. So by breaking fast around 10 a.m. And there's a reason for this. Now, in the morning when you wake up, I want you to hydrate completely, drink an alkalinizing shot, uh, you know, just to get the toxins out of your body as quickly as possible. They've been storing, you know, releasing, and your body's been doing what it needs to do while you're sleeping. So when and you so say that, are you talking, are you referring to maybe like uh, apple cider vinegar in water or like some lemon water or something like that? What I do, I do a shot of my Mighty Maca Plus, so because okay. it has over 30 superfoods that are detoxifying and works together. So I use that with um, a small amount of water, typically four ounces, I like to do in a shot. And I'll either put the apple cider vinegar in it or just drink the apple cider vinegar, just like a teaspoon to a tablespoon of it separately. Sometimes I'm just really lazy and I'm just going to drink it out of the bottle. Okay, no one else is using my apple cider vinegar bottle. But I'm totally doing that. And, and so that's how I'll kind of uh, do my morning and have a herbal tea. And I may or may not put MCT oil in it and, and go from there. So that for me works really, really best. And now I've run thousands of clients through my program and it really works best, especially for those of us over 40 where it seems like nothing works anymore. <laughs> you know, it's really, I like that, um, that you're talking about having women stop their dinner a little bit earlier too. Like cut off their eating window um, before a little earlier in the evening. Um, I don't know if you saw, but there was recently a study that came out of Vanderbilt um, just February of this year, 2020, um, where they had a, it was a very small study, but they did, um, they did look at two different groups of people and one of them was eating later into the evening. They started eating later in the day and ate later into the evening. And then the other one started earlier in the day and stopped. I think it was around six o'clock or seven o'clock in the evening. And the second group that stopped earlier, they had a, a, a fairly significant more fat oxidation. Um, and I think that that, I mean, I don't know about other women over 40, but for this woman over 40, I am really happy to get a little extra fat oxidation. I want that boost of fat burning, you know? Yes, absolutely. And actually research shows that if we eat after 7 p.m., our body's secreting 30% more, up to 30% more insulin for that same meal if we ate it earlier. Mm. And the reason is because in the evening, we're like storage mode, storage mode, storage mode. I've got enough storage. Not enough, right? And the other thing you had mentioned, feeding window. I don't, like, I want people to break fast, right? And so I technically, like, my lunches are break fast. Mm -hmm. and then have a good dinner. I don't like snacking in between. We mm -hmm. have to get away from snacking in between, in between because every time we eat, we're secreting you know, glucose, we're requiring digestive processes to be working, we're increasing our insulin production, mm -hmm. and that just is, is destructive to our physiology in the long haul. I mean, it, it, is, it doesn't need to be done. You know, I mentioned that I traveled around the world, and this was back in uh, 2007 and part of our visits were were in France we did a home exchange there we stayed mm -hmm. in the in a little village in France called Nos Nocelle it's in the southern area of France and 
what I noticed is in this village, it's like, okay, well, if you haven't eaten by 12 or one o'clock, look, you're not going to eat till 7 p.m. or 6 or 7 p.m. when the restaurants open up again. And so there's no way, you know, like unless you have, you know, you're cooking on your own or whatever, but you're, the restaurants will not serve you in between. Mm-hmm. And so I found like, aha, that's why everyone here looks so healthy. Plus they're walking everywhere and everything else, but there's no snacking built into their society yeah. at all. It's just not part of it. Yep. I think that's huge. That's a, that's a big, big deal. And that is one of the things where I think as Americans, I see a lot and my clients that'll come to me and I, one of the first things I tell them is don't snack. You got to stop the snacking. And they just can't understand that because, you know, we are often told, especially as women trying to lose weight, six small meals a day, right? Like you're, you're praised for grazing all day long versus mm-hmm. sitting down and eating a big satiating meal. Right. Exactly true. And they've been told three meals, three snacks, right? Well, who is that for? The endurance athlete, maybe? Mm -hmm. Maybe the endurance athlete, but I haven't met any woman. And the other falsity is women with adrenal, like adrenal hypofunction or adrenal fatigue, for Mm -hmm. lack of a better term. They're, they're often told, no, you have to eat throughout the day. I, I disagree completely. I disagree. I've worked with women with, you know, you know, baseline cortisols, baseline DHEA. And I was one of them, right? I had a significant amount of trauma and PTSD. I was one of them. No, this enhances our physiology and creates a resilient physiology. We have to stop snacking. And that's how we build up our adrenals. I love that. Okay. And then kind of on that same vein, then Dr. Anna, let's talk a little bit about thyroid health, because that's the other thing we hear is you're going to wreck your adrenals. Um, and then if you're, if, if you, if you're a woman, especially you probably should not be doing the keto diet or at least not long-term because you are going to wreck your thyroid. Um, so can you talk a little bit to that and how do you feel about that? What's your, what's your game plan? Yeah, actually I've been published in first for women magazine and women's day magazine talking about this exact issue. It's a big issue on everyone's mind, but in my keto green, now we don't do straight keto. We do keto green. We do intermittent fasting. We are, you know, I'm getting women to check their urine and improve their physiology, right? And this is in our most difficult weight loss resistant group of women, those of us 40 to 60, let's say. So, so this is really critical. What I've seen are improvements in thyroid function, improvements in TSH, improvements in free T3 to free T4 conversion. So our free T4 to free T3 conversion. And so I've seen these improvements over time, not the other way around. I've also seen hemoglobin A1C decrease significantly. We have one client in my new book, Keto Green 16. We've been running this. You would love this, Jessica. Oh my gosh, I know you're going to be all over this. We were running this program in, uh, we started running it in the fall as I started creating my Keto Green 16 guidelines. And so we've run uh, out of a medical clinic, Dr. Angela Aki's medical clinic in, in South, uh, in North Florida by the University of Florida. We've run my Keto Green 16 group plan. So I think, I think what I'm really excited about, the Keto Green 16 can be done in groups, like how we're doing our Bible in a year. Mm-hmm. We do Keto Green 16, like the first 16 days of every month, but bring it into our workplace, bring it into our small groups. Let's do it together so we have community around this because there's so much healing in community. Mm-hmm. So we've been doing this as a pilot study in North Florida. And what we've seen is in, in one individual, for instance, she is 50 years old. She's had a hemoglobin A1C of 6.0. for a decade, has diabetes on both sides of her family, has a definite strong genetic predisposition to it, 
But in one month following this plan, I made her do two rounds of ketogreen 16, but in one month we saw a drop in her hemoglobin A1C from 6.0 to 5.4. Wow. In one month. I mean, typically we say it takes two months to see something in your labs. No, but we, we saw it in one month and we've seen it over and over again. My hemoglobin A1C was as much as 5.7. It's now down to 4.8 and I'm 53 years old with diabetes um, and heart disease on both sides of my family. So, like, and that is a huge marker. The higher our hemoglobin A1C is above 5.3, we know that our risk of Alzheimer's and dementia mm -hmm. increases exponentially. Yes. So even though we're not diabetic till we're like, above six or pre-diabetic at six, we are on that trajectory and we need to flip that around and improve the quality of our life and our health sooner rather than later. And we can do this ourselves. We can watch our own hemoglobin A1C. We can change our diet and lifestyle so that we're enhancing our physiology and strengthening our, our body and our, um, uh, you know, our, our insulin sensitivity and our, you know, increasing, increasing our quality of life. We can do that by ourselves well, yes. in a group. That's awesome. So, um, I kind of along those same lines, you got me thinking about, um, about this. Um, so what about cholesterol? What about the woman who is, who is worried or her dot, or maybe she doesn't think she has to be worried, but her, she goes in to see her doctor and her doctor says, you're going to kill yourself if you do this. You cannot, this is going to raise your cholesterol. We're going to have to put you on a statin. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah. I, and I've been doing this, I've been doing my own program now. So, you know, for, and I've had clients doing it for over five years now, and we have not seen that. Now you have the APOE genotype, right? So with that, and I would say if someone, someone's doctor says that to them, say, well, then test me and monitor me. Now it may go up transiently at initially, but follow it because this, and if you're measuring, you're getting into ketosis through the way I recommend and draw it in my books, as well as you're checking your pH and you're getting alkaline, you're enhancing your physiology. Now the exception here may be the APOE phenotype, right? We know they have a higher risk of Alzheimer's, higher cholesterol, but you've got to, what you have to do then is definitely switch from MCT oil to using more olive oil instead so the healthy plant-based oils instead so we can fine-tune it there in keto green 16 i have a 16-day omnivore plan and a 16-day vegan plan so so you can switch it up right you can mod modify that but we want to make sure you're getting these healthy fats and see that that makes a difference the second thing i want to tell that patient is that we need to break down the cholesterol how what what is the particle size of the LDL, which really matters? Large and fluffy, that's type A. That's perfect, that's fine. You know, for the most part, like we're not worried about that, even at higher than optimal levels. So, but if it's particle size B, we've got to do other things. And often we're adding on omega-3 fish oils, we're adding on CoQ10, we're, you know, using increased dietary and lifestyle habits and changes to bring that cholesterol to a healthier level. And I've seen that shift over and over. I've seen people go from type B cholesterol pattern to type A cholesterol pattern following my program. And that's key. That's beautiful. We want to see that. So I say, try it, see how you feel, monitor tests, and don't just look at total cholesterol. Look at the breakdown. We call it the complete heart, pan the cardiovascular 
uh, cardiolipid panel. Mm -hmm. So look at the complete breakdown, not just LDL, HDL, and total cholesterol. We want to know apolipoprotein A. We want to look at particle size. All of that makes a big difference in how we, we talk about someone's cholesterol. So that's really a key part. But plus, look at even more important, you know, or as important, look at your inflammatory markers, your HSCRP, look at your hemoglobin A1C, measure your adrenal function. Mm -hmm. Those are things that just shift the trajectory of your health even more. And I've seen that improve in all cases that I've worked with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's important, just really important. I wanted you to touch on that because I think women get really afraid of that. And I think it's important for women too, to understand that our hormones, we need cholesterol. We need these healthy fats. And if we're cutting these out or stopping our body's ability, which produces 70 to 80% of the cholesterol in our body anyway, we produce it ourselves. If we're trying to stop our body from doing that by being on a statin or cutting out fats because we're afraid of them, then we're really just damaging ourselves. We're, we're stopping our body from, from being able to even be hormone healthy because we can't even produce the hormones we need. So true. Yep. So true. And oh. we know that people who are on statin medication, we know from a study actually way back in 2010 that looked at, uh, I think it was a thousand Italian men who were on statin medication and those compared to those who were not. And those who were on statin medications had significantly lower testosterone, which makes sense because again, our hormones are derived from cholesterol. Mm -hmm. That's a good, good point. I love it. Okay. Um, well, I guess we, I want to wrap up here. So we be respectful of your time here. I know you've got, you're very, very busy. Um, and, but I want to give people an opportunity to find out where they can find out more about you. Are you, um, do you take clients? Like what if I'm assuming that I'm going to have women listening to this and they're going, Oh my gosh, this is the OBGYN I need. Like where has she been my whole life? So do you work with clients? Are there ways that they can, can get a hold of you kind of give us all of that good stuff? Yeah, well, I definitely say just join me at my website at dranna.com. Like, so drana, D R A N N A.com. And definitely get my books. I mean, it's everything I want you to know as a patient, as a client, as a woman. And I want you to know this for your family. So definitely connect with me there. I do online programs and online coaching. So that's currently the way I'm running my clinical, my clinical practice. We have a waiting list right now for new clients. And, but for um, anyone coming on can start one of my virtual programs. And that's how, that's how we start in. And then certainly, of course, on social media, all over the place on social. And then we have that link too for the keto calculator. Okay. Awesome. Yes. And I took mine and it sent me, I wanted to um, tell those listening. I, what I love about this is I just, I have my little, I've got, I don't know if everybody can see that, but I got a little email here from you and it tells me I calculated mine based on my age, height, weight. And then I told it that I wanted to lose weight, um, kind of because I wanted to see what it told me I needed to eat for calories. Cause I'm kind of, I'm very particular about that with my clients. Um, because women so often we're cutting calories and we're not eating enough for our bodies. And that drives me crazy. Um, so I really wanted to see what it told me. And it told me that if I want to lose weight, I need to try to eat a um, little over 1900 calories a day, which I love that. At least it did not come back and tell me that I need to eat 1100 calories a day, <laughs> which, oh, I can't tell you how many people think that they need to be eating that. Um, but then it tells me, you know, my 140 grams of fat, 121 grams of protein, 40 grams of carbs. And then it explains all of it. 
So I really love this. And then it even comes up with a little meal plan and um, this is great. So this is a really good tool to have. It, yeah. It's great for women, especially because we come to this and then we go, well, you're telling me like, it might be a little overwhelming when they start working with me, I'm assuming, because I, you know, I try to not, you know, feed them through a fire hose, but at the same time, I'm like, you need to have more calories. I want to see more fat. You need to get your stress under control. By the time they're done with the phone call with me, they're probably like, ah, my stress is out of control. <laughs> and it's really scary to start eating, you know, 1900 calories, for instance, when we have thought that in order to lose weight, I need to eat 900 calories or a thousand calories. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so true. And that we need to, like when we're doing it this way, our body is well nourished. And I like Dr. Gabrielle Lyons said, we're not over fat, we're under muscle. Mm. We're under muscles and we need protein to increase our muscle. So that's also why I created, you know, a protein, a keto green protein shake too, because often like I'm not getting enough protein in mm. my diet. I'm all over the healthy fats with avocado with olive oil and smoked salmon. Like I am so good with that stuff, right? I've got that down now, you know, after like recovering from the low fat of my youth yes. that I'd been told. So I am I'm a reform, reformed fat eater, <laughs> healthy fat eater, <laughs> but uh, getting enough protein is a challenge. And also I was a vegetarian for many years. Getting a, enough protein is a really big challenge. So I recognize that, especially as I'm older and it's harder to maintain muscles, even yes. with, again, it takes more than hormones to fix our hormones. Even with optimized hormone numbers, we have to do these lifestyle hacks and nourish our body in many ways so that we are, we are maintaining our bone, our muscle, our brain, mm -hmm. all of those things I was, I was losing now. What was that? Uh, five, six years ago. Yeah. That's great. I love that. Yeah. It's, we need more protein as we get older and it's, um, it's something that is difficult. It can sometimes be difficult for women to get in. We don't feel like we want to eat at all, or we just can't, we, it's hard to change that. We have to have a real paradigm shift and, um, it's really hard sometimes to get over that. So a shake is easy. Like women think, okay, that's great. I can do a protein shake. Like I can handle that. Yes. Yeah. That sounds good. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here with us today, Dr. Anna. It has been wonderful. I love your book, The Hormone Fix. I love Keto Green 16. Um, I think this is going to really help a lot of people out there. So, And I will put uh, links to all of this in the show notes so everybody will have an easy way to be able to grab that. Thank you. And we have a lot of bonuses that go on it. So even if we're, uh, you know, the book releases May 5th, but um, we have bonuses to get started, including the quick start guide, the roadmap, you know, some additional recipes to get you kick started too. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Keto Lifestyle Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed what we shared with you today and are looking forward to the next episode. 